something and everything. My name is Ezra Hill, and my co-host Casey and I are going to be discussing a wide variety of topics from the perspective of two Midwestern middle-aged minds. We're not experts, just everyday ordinary people like you. We hope you might find our podcast inadvertently interesting and informative. Hopefully it'll amount to more than a hill of beans. (laughs) So, uh, what do you think we should talk about today? Or do you already have a topic? Oh, yeah. We are talking about toxic relationships. Oh. Ooh. Sounds like a fun one. <laughs> yeah, really uplifting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been in a couple of those in my life. Yeah. Um, they're extremely difficult. Mm, I will I bet. say that. Mm-hmm. I will say that. So how do you, when you say you've been in a toxic relationship, give me three words that would describe just three what that would mean to you. Um, three just three words that are descriptive to describe a toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. Toxic. <laughs> <laughs> you can't uh, use bad. the word toxic. Okay, bad. Bad. Unhealthy. Uh huh. Depressing. Uh huh. There. Stop. There you go. There's That's three. three. All right. Yeah. So, going back when you were in a toxic relationship. Did you know you were in one? No, not at first. Um, there was a lot that I had to figure out. It was one, it, yeah, there was a lot I had to figure out, and I didn't even know what was going on because I was so young. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have the tools or the resources or the knowledge to figure out what was even going on. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you you would have to assume that relationships, you know, that end up toxic clearly may not have started toxic because you fell in love with that person, right? Yeah. Um, and then there was a, a shift or a turn. Yeah, and there were there were some signs, you know, early on, but I just didn't pick them up because I didn't know what to look for. I was very young, so I had no experience with relationships or anything yeah. like that. So let me ask you this. Did you, I'm going to, I'm going to give some scenarios that I think, and I believe are elements of a toxic relationship. And then mm-hmm. I want to hear from you if you saw any of that in yours. And if you have any examples or any input on that, we wanted to kind of do this episode. So that way, you know, I think every person, you know, deserves to have the best relationship possible. Sometimes we're in denial that we're in a bad relationship or an unhealthy relationship or a depressing relationship, like you said. So maybe going through, you know, some of these signs, like you said, there's early signs. And then there's also once you're in it, can you identify that you are actually in a toxic relationship, right? Because you may be be depressed, but you're not really sure why you're depressed. There might be different levels or definitions of toxicity mm-hmm. in a relationship, you know, yeah. as well. Well, and I think in every relationship, we're all guilty at times bringing something toxic to the relationship. But then it's like, can you identify that as 
a person and say, you know, I should not have done that to my partner. That's toxic, right? Mm -hmm. They say like in a relationship that if a person is keeping score. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. And so what 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 were you asking me? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, they're saying that this is a sign of something that could be toxic. Yes. So keeping score. So what, 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 what's an example in a relationship of keeping score? One partner's like, you know, hey, I do this, this, and this, and you don't do anything around here. That's one way. Or they keep track of how many times you hurt them, mm-hmm. you know, or upset them. You know, they keep going back to the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, those, I think, are um, a couple examples. Um, and it's not healthy to do that. Right. Yeah, or like, hey, you've done this so many times, so now I get to do this so many times, right? Like they're making sure everything's super like even or balanced. But there is some science to that because your relationship should be balanced. But yeah, it should balanced be balanced in a good way. In a good way. So there is a way that you do keep score, but it's to make sure you're balanced. Say you both want to be out and have those relationships with your friends. Well, you got to offer, you know, say you have kids. There's got to be time for both of you to do that, right? So one of you has got to be with the kids. So making sure that you both are helping each other out to have that social life. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, hey, last weekend you went out with your buddies. Yeah. I'm going to go out with my girls this weekend. Yeah. yeah I, that That's is, a healthy scorekeeping. Yes, exactly. Right? Because yeah. you you recognize like, hey, I, I already did that. You know, You know, he needs that too, right? So, yeah, go ahead. Babe, I need a girl's night. Yeah, I need a girl's night. <laughs> And then, yeah, the dudes are like, I just want to hang out with my bros. Shots, <laughs> lemon drops. Is that what you guys do? <laughs> Don't you guys have a girl's trip coming up to yeah. a cabin or something? Uh, well, we were going to a cabin, but we're not going to a cabin. Now we're going to Bloomington. <laughs> so is that balanced or are you way ahead of Aaron? On <laughs> so I am way ahead. I'm so way ahead. Aaron needs a guy's night out, it sounds like. Yes. <laughs> And look, you can drag him right right out of this house if you want. So here's the skip with me and Aaron is we're opposites. So okay. it's like pulling teeth to get him to be social. Kind of like this podcast. <laughs> yes. I think I'm introverted. You're not. Yes. Yeah. And so him being social empties his cup. Like it drains him. Oh, yeah. I and, can totally relate to that. Yeah. And for me... If I don't have that social interaction, then I, my cup gets drained. So I have to fill that up because I have to have, you know, I need to engage people. I need to be around people. It's something, it's the way I've been since I've been little. I crave it and it makes me healthier. Yeah. If you isolate me and keep me in one, one place, um, I will, you know, go into a depression basically. Yeah. Yeah. I need it. So you didn't handle COVID well. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. And I don't handle winter, like yeah. winter time here in Indiana. It's rough. It's rough. Yeah. So just trying to be creative to get out and do stuff. But me and Aaron um, have really been working on um, doing things with couples. He's chiming in more and, you know, really, because I don't want to just always go out with my girlfriends. I want to do the couples thing and us do mm-hmm. things with couples and play games and have fun, you know, just like we did on New Year's when you were over. Yeah. Um, and he really did enjoy I, that. The only thing lacking there is 
my other half of the couple. Yes, yes. And we we did we did miss that. Yeah. Uh, maybe next time I'll spring like a blow up doll or something. <laughs> Can we give it a name? Uh, All right. I don't know. All right. We're maybe. getting off track here. We're talking about blow up dolls. Okay. All right. So another sign is using guilt as a tool. Oh God. Toxic. Toxic. Terrible. Mm-hmm. What's an example of guilt? Using guilt as a tool in your relationship. You don't do enough around here to help keep us happy. <laughs> You're not making enough money. Ooh. I can barely, I barely got enough money to go get us groceries. Ooh, I should be able to, I should be able to go to Target and spend $300 <laughs> with no repercussions and you don't make enough. That was a true example. <laughs> that was legit. That was real life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, you don't, you don't love me. You don't, you know, we haven't had sex in over six weeks or, you know, just that's not good either. Right. <laughs> that's not good. So just using the, yeah, just anything. And, and I'm, I'm joking around being a nag, but if, but for real, yeah, you don't want to confront your spouse or your partner and say, you know, and make, try and make them feel guilty to get something you want. Mm-hmm. You know, wouldn't you agree? Yeah. I don't think anything. I think that you. Yeah, like I, I've been here slaving away, doing, washing your skid marked underwear. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, uh, gross, but yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, the guy can't help it. You know, I mean, sometimes his farts are a little wet. <laughs> he sharted. What's he supposed to do? You know? <laughs> Babe, why are you going to uh, shart all the time? <laughs> <laughs> I, it's been years since you've had a. A pair of white underwear. <laughs> That's white. Girls, don't bring them home white underwear. And dudes, don't buy white yeah, underwear. Never buy white. I, whoever, <laughs> buy the black. Whoever's idea it was. Yeah, whitey tighties. Hey, I know. Let's make underwear white. Dude. Bad <laughs> idea. Yeah. And those things sell like crazy. I don't know. <laughs> what was that? I saw Maybe this, it's because they want to keep track of their sharks. I saw this clip the other day, and it was, I think it was from uh, Parks and Rec. And I think the guy's name was Andy on it or something. But anyways, he's at the doctor and he's like, <laughs> the doctor's like, have you been having any issues when you're going to the bathroom? And he's like, well, you know, sometimes when I wipe and I wipe and I wipe and wipe, it's just, it's just more poop. More poop. He's like, it's like wiping a marker or something. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. You know, if your spouse's underwear, you know, it's difficult. Sometimes. That's why you should invest in dude wipes. This episode's brought to you by dude wipes. (laughs) Uh, Dude wipes. But anyways, okay, let's get back out. Yeah, no, don't guilt your partner. Um, Another one is isolating. Oh, this one's good. Isolating your partner from friends and family. Toxic. Very toxic. That's, yeah, that's extremely toxic and that's controlling Mm -hmm. and psycho. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's exactly, so they're saying that a person that isolates a their partner is a sign of control and then a sign that they are highly possessive and want all of their time and energy from their partner. So like, hey, I don't want you to give anything to anybody else but me. Like this partner would even get jealous of your best friend. Yeah. Right. So like if your husband is jealous of your best friend, 
that is really because they they're jealous that that person is getting your time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've seen a lot of documentaries about that, Mm -hmm. uh, about those types of relationships and they often end in a bad way. Yeah. And then another thing is when you're trying to cut them off from family and not encouraging them to be with their family, you are, you know, trying to control their environment and those relationships and also, again, demanding that you want their time and you don't want them to give it to even their own family. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So not a good, not a good one. Um, chronic criticism. Toxic. So toxic. Chronic. Uh, yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with constructive criticism, but you also have to give them, give your partner encouragement. Um, and you have to, you have to thank them when they do things, uh, you know, let them know, show appreciation when mm-hmm. they do do things in a good way or whatever. No matter what they do, if you're always telling them it's wrong oh yeah, or it could be better and you're mm-hmm. always just making them feel like they're just not good enough. If you're always doing that, you're criticizing them. Yeah. And typically that happens. It's because that person is lacking something in the relationship. They're not happy. Their needs aren't being met. Therefore they're taking, they're being resentful. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I say in a relationship, once you reach the point of resentment, that's the point of no return. Mm. It's really hard to save a relationship at that point. And you know, this goes over into the next one is when you hear, if you hear this a lot in your relationship, it is a major red flag, but Hey, I really love you so much more when you give me more sex. Hey, I love you so much more when you keep the house clean. Hey, I love you so much more when you don't spend so much money. Those are that word in that line is a control factor of I will give you more love and I will love you more if you do things exactly the way I want them done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, that reminds me. Um, I was in a relationship once and I got home early before the girl I was dating or the girl I was in a relationship with before she did. So I cleaned the kitchen for her and you know, because I was just like, you know, trying to help out with her. So she got home and she's like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Do you know how much I love you right now? And I'm like, what do you mean right now? <laughs> you know, I was like, what? You don't love me this much all the time? Uh, no, so, just more right now. Yeah. And yeah. then, and I, you know, so at one point I think I asked her about it. It wasn't at that time. And she's like, well, there's just different stages of love. Sometimes you know, I love you more than other times. Or I, I don't know. It, and I was like, well, maybe there's some truth to that. I don't know. But it sort of threw me in a loop because, like, if you do something nice for me, it, it shouldn't – like, I don't look at it as, oh, I love you more now than I do when you don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. Like, when, I, when I'm all in and I'm loving someone, yeah. I'm all in. Well, and I think that what you just said is, you know, you hit the nail on the head. When you're all in, you know 100% that you love your partner. 
But there's going to be times where you don't like your partner, right? Mm -hmm. So, but you know, you love them. Like, you know, if your partner does something really shitty and, you know, you guys are working through it, you still know you love them, but you're hurt. And right now you may not, you might not like them a bunch, but you love them. Yeah. You you definitely shouldn't use that as leverage. Exactly. Right. Um, Yeah. So true. Um, So then another one is if your partner is saying that, you know, you owe me. Oh, well, <laughs> I think in, sometimes in a playful way, you know, that might be okay. But if the if they're like, you know, hey, I did this, this, and this, you owe me. Okay, so here here's a really good example, and you, and I'm sure you've seen the, these in documentaries or say two people meet through a job connection, right? And one is one of them is higher up than the other. Mm-hmm. But that higher up gets the other one promoted up, mm-hmm. you know, over so much time, let's say. And then the relationship starting to, you know, kind of break and get weak, whatever. That person on the higher end could then look at that person mm-hmm. and use this in a negative way and say, you know, after everything I've done for you, you owe me, yeah. you know, you're going to leave me. No, you yeah. owe me. Yeah. Look what I did for you. Yeah. If they're holding something over you to stay in that relationship because they think that you owe them, mm-hmm. that's not good. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's good. No. I see it in a lot of movies. <laughs> Yeah. I um, mean, not even, I mean, just in like make believe movies, but it's actually, it does exist. It's out there. You know, you know? I, I, I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with if, if someone is choosing to end a marriage or a relationship, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, Hey, you at least owe me an explanation or a discussion. You know, can we, whether we can save this or work it out or, or not, you know, but yeah. Well, that's a to, different kind of right, right, right. Like owing, hey, you owe me, you know, an explanation. Absolutely. All anytime a relationship ends, you know, if you're wanting to wrap it up, you definitely give the person respect to let them know why. Or if they're saying, hey, you haven't even given this a shot. We haven't gone through therapy. We haven't done everything we need to do. Um, I feel like we can get this back. I want to see you at least try. Mm. And see, and then if it doesn't work, then, then you can check out, but it's how I think everything we're saying exists in some form of even a healthy relationship, but it's still how you, it's what you do and how you say it. Right. What if, what if there's a a relationship or a marriage and all of a sudden the girl or the woman loses a bunch of weight, gets her hair done and her nails and. She starts looking really hot and then she realizes, man, I could do a lot better than my husband. (laughs) And she's like, I'm out. Can he say, hey, I like I loved you when you were a heifer. You owe me. (laughs) Or or flip it. (laughs) Hey, or flip it. What about the dude that meets the skinny girl and then she, you know, gains, gets up to 300 and then now he's checking out. Yeah. If if your if your relationship, I know you're joking, but I mean, if the relationship, you need to know going in that life brings different seasons um, with our bodies, our shapes, what we go through, when we're emotionally eating, when we're not, when we're exercising. So you're probably going to see your partner if you're in it for the long haul. 
go through a lot yeah. of different stages with their bodies, whatever. You need to sign up for it all. Do you know what my number one rule is in relationships, right? No, what? If you don't take care of your partner, someone else will. <laughs> <laughs> There's so, a lot of truth to that. So you're talking about sex. What? No, I'm talking about anything. Emotionally, oh. <laughs> if you're not... The way you said it, I was like... Oh, I know. Yeah, I was kind of joking, yeah. but the reality is it's... Because think about... What the online world has brought about. Mm. People have a lot of emotional affairs mm -hmm. online with people that live in other states. Yeah. Because they don't, they're lacking that. Yeah. And that's why I say you have to dial in and become in tune into your relationship and you got to make sure you're meeting your partner's needs. And I, and it can't be a one way thing. It's got to be two way street. Yeah. Yeah. You got to feed your partner. Yeah. <laughs> feed them with whatever it is they need. Hey, I, I, I've said this. Emotional, Before, physical, yeah. whatever. I, you know, the thing I look for in a relationship is I need someone to meet me who's going to stimulate me uh, physically, mentally, and spiritually. Mm. You know, that's those are, to me, I think, big important things in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to, you know, put that put that out on the table. Like, you know, you're reading right now the, the five love languages, right? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's know. a great. We'll do an episode about that, the five love languages. But what I'm discovering, I'm not finished yet. I'm about three quarters of the way through. But what I'm discovering is, if if everyone was required re, required to read that book before they get married, the divorce rate would go down. Oh yeah, definitely. I believe that one hundred percent. Everybody has their own love, like love language, yeah. right? Yeah, and and, the, and that's and that's the thing is. We don't – and a lot of this stuff is new. Like they started studying things like that in the 70s and 80s to understand relationships and things. So most of us, when I say us and people older, uh, we – you know, and even – I don't even think they talk much about it in schools nowadays. Like you don't learn those things in school. Mm -hmm. So when you get out into the real world and you get married and you have kids and you're working – it can be a huge stress and a struggle. And if you don't know how to deal with it or handle it, I mean, you're doomed, mm, you know? Okay. And I think, and I know, you know, from my marriage and past relationships, because I didn't know certain things or how to approach problems in a relationship, how to deal with them. That's why they failed, mm. you know? And it's, it's, it's both ways. It takes both people to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, but those are things you don't, mo most, most of us don't learn. Yeah. And, and we're fortunate enough that, you know, now with the internet, you know, we're, there's a lot more resources out there for us to get our hands on. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping with that being the case, at some point, maybe the divorce rate will go down, but it seems to continue to go up. Yeah. Well, because we're, you know, a disposable society. Yeah, Something it's become, old, you want to throw it away. Yeah, it's becoming a lot more uh, acceptable, so mm -hmm. to speak. Yeah. They're like, you know, people, you know, get married out in Vegas after they met for two nights. And then, you know, it's just like getting in a relationship. Yeah. Oh, no big. We'll just get divorced. Yeah. Pretty shitty. Yeah. Not not good to look at a relationship like that to say, you know, but, you know, it's easy in, easy out. But, you know. With me and my husband, I feel like we spend a lot of time just thinking and talking through what we both need um, 
physically, spiritually, and emotionally. And I know what makes him tick and he knows what makes me tick. Um, and they're totally two different things. And so I'm happy that we worked through that because, you know, we're different people, but, you know, knowing your partner is, is very important, but okay. So don't use the, you owe me, um, in a net negative way. Right. Okay. So then ooh, check this one out. The spying and snooping. <laughs> oh, and wanting every single thing disclosed. That that's toxic. Well, let's define to spying. <laughs> let's just let's define what what would spying be in a relationship. In a, in a toxic way. In a toxic way. Psycho, like putting a tracker on your wife's car, your Ooh, girlfriend's car. Yeah. Uh, when they're asleep, you go through their phone. Mm. Uh, you show up to places where they are without them knowing it. Like if she says. Hey, I'm going out with the girls, and then you just show up. <laughs> hey, God. hey, God. oh, you guys are here? Weird. <laughs> I didn't know you guys were going to be here. Uh-huh, spying. Let's do some shots. <laughs> uh, that's bad. Yeah. Now, I think communication needs to be very open. And in fact, if you're married, I, I, look, I think at some point, even if you're married, everyone's entitled to some privacy. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it be when you're in the bathroom or whatever. But in some ways, you know, you shouldn't if you're married, you shouldn't have to lock your phone. You know, you should just say I've been in relationships before where I've said, hey, if you want, you can look through my phone. I don't care. Yeah. I got nothing to hide, mm-hmm. you know, and that's especially with someone. If you're with someone who's been damaged or cheated on or, you know, extremely hurt because someone lied they're going to have difficulty trusting people. Mm -hmm. And sometimes to gain that trust, you have to do those types of things. Mm -hmm. And it takes a a long time for that person to understand that not every single person in this world is like that. Yeah. And and someone might be like, well, I have a lock on my phone in case I lose my phone. You know, I understand that too. And then if that's the case, then you should probably be like, Hey, anytime you want to go through my phone, you can. Mm -hmm. And, And generally, if you're just open and communicate and, and things like that. I mean, I've been in relationships where, you know, I've been asleep and I wake up and the girl's in the other room with my phone. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. She's snooping. Yeah. She's snooping around, uh-huh. uh, which, and typically when that, those things happen to me, it's because that person has been cheated on in yeah. the past. And so they're, Really their old that. behaviors probably are coming, you know, they're overflowing into this, into your, that relationship. Yeah. And they probably found out that that person was cheating on them by snooping. Yeah. Also, yeah. another bad thing is if uh, your spouse sets up cameras at home, but doesn't tell you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the secret cameras. That's bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's generally your deal. When, when those types of things happen where they're just... And it's one thing if someone has some issues and and they do it and they're like, you know, I'm sorry. I just, you know, I was cheated on in the past. I'm sorry, you know. But if they continue to do it to where it's a controlling thing, Mm -hmm. uh, that's psycho. Yeah. And that's toxic and not good for a relationship. And you should probably not be with somebody like that. Yeah. I feel like to me, it's a red flag if if, a person's absolutely like, don't touch my phone. Right. Yeah. I keep my phone unlocked. I don't, my daughter has it 90% of the time. <laughs> so, you know, me and Aaron are open books. I, he could get on my computer. He could get on his. He could be on my phone. 
there's been times where his phone, you know, died and he has to go out. Well, I'm like, just take my phone, you know, and I'll get yours charged. Right. We could give a shit who has whose phone. Right. Um, but that's because we don't have anything to hide. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it, when you're not hiding anything, it's a real easy decision to say, be open. Like yeah. you could give a shit, you know, mm-hmm. snoop all you want. They're going to get bored because there ain't nothing there. There's two more left here that I wanted to tap into. Um, and this one is a big one. The person that says, you made me do it. I act this way because of what you're doing. Uh, yeah, uh, toxic, yeah. Narcissistic, right? Yeah. Is that, did I, did I say that right? Baby, I, I shard in my underwear because you made that chili. No. You made me shard. No, 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 no. <laughs> You know how your chili, what your chili does to me. <laughs> no, no, that's I didn't want to go eat Mexican. <laughs> no, no, Ezra. Worth saying when. Okay, so the the last one is when they hit you. So, oh yeah, and that that person always mm-hmm. comes back and says, "I hit you because of what you did, and you made me do it." Yeah, that's extremely toxic. Um, it, yeah, any uh, physical abuse, toxic. Mental abuse, toxic. Um, should not be tolerated. And, and I get it because what happens so when you're in a toxic relationship, it affects chemicals in your brain. Mm. And sometimes you begin to think that that's okay or acceptable. And when it, and, and when you get away from it, 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 you know, there's a little bit of uh, there's a saying called Stockholm syndrome. Uh, it's basically where love and fall in love with like, and I believe the Stockholm syndrome incident was actually a kidnapping where the person developed a relationship with the kidnapper. I don't, I, that's the, that's something we can get into more another time. But basically, you know, you, your brain develops these, these patterns where you begin to think the behavior is acceptable. Therefore you go back, mm-hmm. you know, there's love involved, there's emotion, there's feelings. And it's very, very, it's extremely difficult uh, for some individuals to get out of that situation. You know, it's number one, you you're afraid because you're afraid if you threaten to leave or you say you're going to leave, what's going to happen Right. Two, when you do leave, you think they're going to come find you. So that's a whole nother issue to deal with, too. So it, it definitely at that point when you're experiencing physical abuse, mental abuse, that's when you need to seek help, mm. professional help. Mm-hmm. And you can't, you're not, you're not going to be able to do it alone. No. You, you got to get help and you're going to need your friends and family. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have any. Yeah. Then, you know, they need to connect mm-hmm. with someone. And, and, you know, that's, that's uh, when you, um, yeah, that's a very difficult situation. And, and at one point, you know, sometimes you're like, I don't understand why somebody would go back to that. And the thing is, I don't think... Unless you've been in that position, I don't think you're going to understand. Mm-hmm. They love their abuser and they 
want that person to not hurt them anymore, right? Mm -hmm. The person that is abusing, they have an issue. They need help. You, you know, they'll hit you. They'll say, you know, I'm sorry, but listen, if you didn't act like this, I wouldn't hit you. Like they always shift the blame back on to the victim who's, who's getting hit. And they, then you're thinking, oh, well, if I do, you know, things better or how he wants it or she wants it, then they won't hit me again. No, Mm -hmm. that they're going to hit you again. Um, yeah, it's, um, uh, you know, it's, it's a control thing. It's a psychological thing. You know, I'm in charge. I'm in control in this relationship, Mm you know, and it's crazy because I know I've known, uh, a few women, uh, and dated women over the years that have been in that type of relationship before. And it's extremely difficult. It's, it's difficult for them to talk about. And I know particular, I know a particular woman that she always ends up in those kind of relationships. Mm-hmm. And it's part of it's because her, her brain and, and her mentality and her experience with relationships thinks that's just how they are. That's that there's a point where, she tolerates it and thinks that it's acceptable, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, it's extremely sad. And a lot of times there aren't enough resources out there for, uh, individuals, women, you know, mostly women experience this, but men experience it too. They sure do. Yeah. Uh, I know I'm, I've experienced, I was in a relationship that was mentally and physically abusive. Wow. Um, to me, which was crazy because it, uh, I did not know how to react or handle any of that because it was just like, that doesn't happen to dudes, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, so a lot of it was, I, I tolerated it for so long because I didn't know what to say or do. And I was just like, maybe this isn't really abuse. You know, maybe this is just, what's going on. You know, I'm a guy. I don't, you know, this we're, I guess we're supposed to take it. I don't know. You couldn't picture that you were actually being abused because you're a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It took me a long time to realize what was, and in fact, yeah, it took me a long time before I started to realize what was going on and that wasn't normal. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, in most cases it's generally uh, happening to a female. Um, So, you know, that, that's why, Um, it's just important for them. And and a lot of times their friends and family can recognize it Mm -hmm. and they see it's going on. And then that person goes into denial. Oh no. You know, I, I tripped on the steps, you know, I walked into the door, Mm -hmm. you know, I, and it's like, yeah, really? You know, that this, are you really that getting a black eye twice a month? What's going on? Right. Yeah. And that's when going back to earlier, when you were talking about someone uh, pulling someone away from their friends and family, Mm. generally it's to hide things like that too. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. Well, I hope that, you know, if you guys are, you know, if you know somebody that is in a toxic relationship or if you're in one yourself that you can identify it, I try to check myself, you know, um, whenever I think, you know, I, I'm not giving my partner, you know, my husband the best that he deserves. So checking yourself um, is huge to make sure you're not the problem also. 
So, yeah. you know, you might be in it and you might be the cause, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so hoping that, you know, this conversation um, kind of helps people give an outline to like what this kind of looks like. Uh, also, if you're trying to seek help and consultation on what to do or how to get out of the relationship, there's national hotlines you can call uh, 1-800-799-SAFE, which is 1-800-799-7233. You can text the word START to 88788, and you can have a text conversation with someone. Uh, Another phone number is 855-484-2846. Those are some resources um, available out there. Uh, but you know, everybody's got smartphones now. So all you got to do is I need, you know, I need help. You can Google that stuff and it pulls up a lot of resources for Mm -hmm. you. Can't wait to hit up on our next episode. Uh, we got a lot of good stuff coming up. Yeah. Uh, this is the (laughs) podcast about nothing and everything. So (laughs) we can cover it all. Your buffet. Your podcast. Yeah. Wait, what did, what did we say? The that buffet of podcasts. The buffet of podcasts. The buffet podcast. I think <laughs> buffet what you podcast. Said. <laughs> That's it. All right, you guys can email us at hfbeans at gmail.com or join our Facebook group at Hill of Beans with Ezra and Casey. Also, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast, and we'll see you on the next episode. Peace. <laughs>